What is up my type 1 diabetes crew? I am so excited to share these lessons learned with you today. I'm going to give you five quick and simple tips that are going to help you to keep your blood sugars in range when life gets hectic. And let me tell you that life has been absolutely chaotic for me recently and my family. <laughs> it's just been a lot of different things going on. We're going to dive into that as well as how you can use the lessons that I've learned with this craziness going on, how to keep your blood sugars from jumping on the blood sugar roller coaster and keep them a bit more smooth so you can focus on navigating life itself. So without any further ado, let's get into our theme song. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type 1 diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. All right, so with these recent changes in our life, I mean, everything just feels like it's unstable at the moment. Uh, you know, we've got a move impending in, on the horizon. We don't know quite when just yet, but uh, we are actually in the process of house hunting, looking for a house to move into our first home. Uh, my wife and I had a moment to reflect and realize that uh, we've been essentially nomads <laughs> for our entire marriage. And she was like, well, you've been doing it much longer than I have. And I realized, I haven't had a stable home for more than a year over the course of the last 10 years. In fact, if I look over the course of my life in the last 10 years, I've probably moved over 20 times. It's been chaotic, and that's just the home part of life, right? Blood sugars aside, we, we're going on trips every two weeks. We went to Six Flags last week, and that was a blast. If you're in our Facebook community, you saw me do a training on blood sugar roller coasters and <laughs> you know versus real roller coasters, but it has just been uh, both a nightmare, but also very exciting at the same time. Just when life gets chaotic, there's usually something fun or a new opportunity on the other side of those challenges. And that's what we're trying to focus on is just knowing that life is going to get better as a result of these challenges and it's going to calm down. We know it will eventually, but life looks a little different right now, especially with baby Brooklyn uh, tagging along for all these adventures as well. An extra thing for us to think about and make sure she's doing okay. Uh, which again, she's a blessing. It's a, a challenge, but there's positive on the inside of that. So what do we do about blood sugars though? What I've discovered when life gets chaotic is that I have to go back to basics with my diabetes, but also just with life in general. And what determines how successful you are in these chaotic moments is what is your back to basics routine look like? And do you actually go back to basics, right? So often we get into these chaotic moments and we toss the rules out the window. We say, you know what? I don't have time to count my carbs. I don't have time to pre-bolus. I don't have time to manage my diabetes. And then what happens? As a result, your blood sugars go wacky. <laughs> it becomes more of an issue and more of a challenge, an absolutely unnecessary challenge at that point. So what I wanna share with you are a few of my basics that I've gone back to in an effort to help you navigate the chaos of your life if you're in the middle of chaos or for the impending chaos in the future because we all have moments like this, right? And this one's gonna be quick. I wanna make sure this is a, an in and out kind of episode. Make sure you get your information and then go use it because these are tips that you literally can start using today. And I hope that you do. In fact, you better. <laughs> Otherwise, why are you here, right? Take the knowledge, take the tips, use them, and uh, make sure you are seeing progress, that you're not just sitting with that information. So tip number one, 
Hydrate. This is commonly overlooked. All too often people think, well, I drink enough water, right? And you look back at your day only to realize you've had one, maybe two glasses of water. <laughs> it's because, oh, I'm not thirsty, so I must be hydrated enough, right? Not the case. We need to be hydrated, and oftentimes the foods that we eat, if you are eating you know, the healthier fruits and vegetables kind of stuff, you are getting water in the fruits and vegetables, but it's also good just to have actual water and to take that time to drink it up, if you will. <laughs> so make sure you are drinking enough water. For each person, this is gonna vary just a little bit, but uh, for me personally, I try to aim for about two-thirds of a gallon per day, which is a lot, and I wanna tell you up front, I do not always hit that goal. In fact, it's not it, it's not all too often that I do hit that goal, but I am trying my darndest. Uh, so make sure you're drinking enough water. Uh, for metric, this is about two to three liters per day. It can be helpful for you, right? Hydration is also key, not only for body functionality, but also for your blood sugars. It helps you with your blood sugars if you are hydrated. If you're dehydrated, you're more likely to get into a higher blood sugar, all right? So hydrate, drink that water. And yes, water. I'm not talking about diet soda or milk not even almond milk. I know as, as healthy as that sounds, and as much as I do actually drink that every day, it doesn't count as water. <laughs> you gotta actually drink the water. But if you're in a place where you hate water and it's just difficult to do, you're like, well, I don't like the taste of water, or it's like a difficult thing, you're an adult, or you're probably an adult, or you're you know, your own person, so drink the water. Just do it. And a starting point can always be the flavor of the water, but it's not as good as just pure water, so drink up. Number two, get enough sleep. This is a tough one. I know it is. For me personally, entering this new stage of life where I am still running a business, traveling every two weeks, I am a parent now. Oh my goodness. There is not a consistent amount of sleep that I'm able to get. And on top of that, we have blood sugars going on. So every once in a while, I think it's my night to go to bed on time. And blood sugars have a different story, right? And so, uh, what you want to look at is getting enough sleep. For each of us, this is going to look a little bit different. If you're used to getting eight hours and you need nine, all right, we're aiming for nine. If you're used to getting four, even five or six is going to be an improvement, right? Just look to how you can improve. You don't have to get a specific amount, but make sure you're getting more than you are now if you're not getting enough. Try to aim for something consistent as well. Your body, your circadian rhythm is going to uh, flourish and thrive in an environment where you go to bed and wake up at similar times. In fact, the more similar you can make that, the better your body knows when to be awake and when to be sleepy. So follow a specific schedule for when you go to sleep, when you wake up, your body will thank you. And if you can get it closer to that seven to nine hour window, I know it's not always possible. I tell you from personal experience, I got like five hours of sleep last night. So I know it's not always possible, but aim for the seven to nine, at the very least, give your body a routine where it knows it's bedtime and it's time to wake up. All right, it's always gonna be helpful for you because your body does thrive off of those pieces. And in fact, when I talked about circadian rhythm, that's also gonna help with your blood sugars. Uh, for those of us who experience dawn phenomenon or feet on the floor, uh, these are all impacted by your body's hormone release as well, right? So being ready for that, understanding that you do have to follow some level of structure. You can't sleep during the night one day and sleep during the day the next day and expect things to go perfectly smooth. All right, now, some people that's a reality of life with their career choices, but the better you can keep it consistent, the better your body will reward you for that. Number three, exercise. I told you we're running through this. <laughs> I actually have to hop on my next coaching call with my type one diabetes coaching clients, which they're amazing by the way. If you haven't met them, you should just jump in and, and join the program because they're all fantastic. Uh, but the third one, 
it's going to be exercise. And we're not talking about training for the Olympics every day. We're talking about 30 minutes. 30 minutes. That's it. 30 minutes, maybe five to six times a week if you're able to. Some people are like, oh, that's so much time. You probably watch TV for longer than that, right? So what if you started doing yoga or push-ups or some form of movement while you're watching TV? Problem solved, right? Or get outside, go for a walk, get your favorite podcast in, maybe you can make some phone calls to some loved ones or work calls, whatever it has to be, but get some level of exercise as often as you can. Go for daily. If you can't hit daily, try at least five times a week, all right? It's gonna be huge for you. Now, if you want the most out of these exercises, incorporate both anaerobic and aerobic activities. Try and do some level of weight training or resistance training. This can also be resistance band, like this thing behind me, right? This snaps. It's stretchy. It is adding resistance to the exercises. Use that. So resistance training and then some form of aerobic or cardio-based activity. Go for a run, walk, jog, bike ride, swimming. Doesn't matter. Just move. All right? Guarantee your blood sugars will thank you. Uh, mine tend to stabilize a lot more often when I do exercise. Today, I didn't have time to work out, which again, it's okay. You don't have to go every day, but I definitely noticed a difference in my lunch. I spiked up and then I came back down. That doesn't happen on days that I exercise, at least not nearly as often, all right? So first one, hydrate. Second one, sleep. Third one, exercise. Fourth one, it's gonna catch some of you off guard, is DMD. What's DMD? It's now what you think. It's do math daily. You can tell I had coffee before this, huh? Kind of, I'm feeling hyper right now. Doing math daily, what I mean by that is looking at your analytics of your blood sugars, all right? Uh, counting my carbs, and, and if you want more precise control, counting your fats and your proteins. Looking at fibers, looking at the pre-bolus time. Did it work, did it not? Looking at how much insulin I'm taking daily. Total daily dose, basal versus bolus. The more math you do, the more data you take in, the more of an informed decision you can make on the next day. Now, when life gets chaotic, you're gonna do less math, but do some form of math daily, all right? That's gonna be the key here. Do math daily, even if it's just looking at your insulin versus carbs, right? Your insulin to carb ratio. Keep an eye on this. The more often you do math daily, the more data you have to compare day-to-day -day data which enables you to see if there are changes being made, to see if your ratios are changing, to see if you're becoming more or less insulin sensitive versus insulin resistant, to look at these things and catch them before it turns into extra levels of chaos in your life. You can catch it early, which enables you to what? Experience less chaos, less stress, and then focus on dealing with the other forms of chaos in your life currently, right? <laughs> so do math daily. Uh, if you don't know what type of math to do or how to do the math, stick around. I got something special for you at the end, all right? Now, the fifth thing here, we're doing five tips. These are a starting point. This is not only the pieces that you need to be focusing on, but these are five starting points that you can take action with today. Whew, man, we are, I'm talking too fast. I'm gonna slow it down, right? But the fifth thing you can do is to be curious. Ask why. This could be at your endo appointments or your doctors. This could be uh, at the restaurant, asking what's in this food, right? Trying to get some starting point for the carb count. This could be asking yourself why, which I find to be the most useful. You're gonna say, Matt, why is it useful to ask myself why? I'm asking myself why did blood sugars happen? 
Why did I choose to shorten my pre-bolus, which made me go high, right? Why did I choose to take that extra correction when I knew there was already a correction working? I, I wasn't patient enough to let the insulin do its job, and I stacked insulin and I dropped super low, which is dangerous, right? Why am I doing things? Why are my blood sugars doing things? Asking why staying curious is going to enable you to put meaning to the data that you're doing math daily with, right? Ask why, figure out why things are happening so that you have meaning or labels for the math that you are doing daily. See how this adds in together, right? And if you're asking why, you will see why hydration, exercise, and sleep have such a big impact on your blood sugars and why those healthy habits can be extremely beneficial. All right, you probably heard Brooklyn crying, so I gotta take off soon. <laughs> I hope this has been useful for you. Five quick tips that have saved me when life gets chaotic as it is now because we're taking off and uh, after this call with I have my client, I gotta go look at a few houses and, and decide on that whole next section of life. So life is crazy, embrace it. Make sure you do take care of your diabetes because if you do not, it becomes a part of the chaos. We don't want that. Keep the chaos at bay, right? Do these five things, figure out what else you can add to the bare minimum, the back to basics that will enable you to keep diabetes at least controlled enough so that it's not chaotic, all right? So hydrate, exercise, sleep, other healthy habits can be added in there too, by the way, like uh, journaling, eating fruits and vegetables, all that kind of stuff. But doing math and asking why will help you to reflect on your blood sugars and learn from them. And again, if you don't know what kind of math to be doing every day, if you don't know how to analyze your pre-bolus, your insulin to carb ratio, your foods, or count the calories, or carbs, or proteins, or fats, any of these things, if you don't know how to do that math, or if you're looking at being curious and asking why, and you're like, I don't know how to assign meaning to these things. I don't know what I'm searching for when I'm asking why. I got a training for you. You need to check this out. This will give you a more in-depth version of what we're talking about over at diabetesinaction.com. It's going to be a free training. Check it out, take notes, and implement. Taking action is your key to success. I'll see you over there, diabetesinaction.com. Have an amazing rest of your day, and you got this. I believe in you. I'll see you in the next episode. Keep up the fight.